you're able to dump and identify and give yourself time, space, and grace to really mm -hmm. process the things that you've been through, what you've learned from it, and what you would do differently now. And then you can create those goals. But, you know, using all of that, because the thing that makes us strong is not the fact that we're erasing our past. We're using our past to our benefit. Welcome to the She Shines podcast with your hosts, brand photographer and serial entrepreneur, Anna Laura, and super proud career woman with a passion for entrepreneurship, Alex. Tune in for some connection, community, and girl talk. Plus, join their conversations with other entrepreneurs and professionals who've been there, built that, and are paying it forward. They'll take your burning questions and turn them into actionable steps with a glass of champagne in hand. Here we go. Alrighty, here are some things that we are very much into. Connection, <laughs> community, and girl talk for multi-passionate entrepreneurs. This is not groundbreaking, you know this, and this episode <laughs> is jam-packed with exactly that. So we, in today's episode, we sit down with Anika Wilson, a respected thought leader, speaker, and podcast host of Your Voice, Your Power with Anika, as well as conference curator and mm. business consult to women committed to lead through business. I mean, can you say multi-passionate? I mean, hello. <laughs> Doing all the things, wearing all the, all the hats. Mm -hmm. So a little bit about Anika. After working in social services and government for two decades, she founded Nobody Greater LLC. At Nobody Greater, she educates, empowers, and equips women with tangible resources, y'all know we're about that, <laughs> to restore their faith in purpose, passion, and people through business solutions. At Nobody Greater, you never walk alone. Ugh, love her mission. and oh, So good. Yeah. In this episode, you're going to learn what multi-passionates need to know about their mindset while growing a business and juggling all of the things. <laughs> <laughs> as well as how we can be successful in all of our roles without the burnout, how to tap into your intuition, and more. So let's go ahead and dive on into this conversation. Welcome back to the She Shines podcast, everyone. We are so honored to be sitting here with Anika Wilson, success strategist and creative executive officer. Anika, say hello to all our listeners. Hello, all listeners. Hey, oh, I love the energy already. Bringing it in, bringing it in. All right. So Anika, let's just go ahead, dive on in to your background. Tell us about your business, what you do, and then kind of how that all got started. My business is a whole lot of things. So <laughs> in 2018, I got sick and tired of working for other people. And I knew that I had to work for myself because I've always been a unicorn. We'll just say a unicorn. I was going to say non-compliant, but, uh, <laughs> you know, can't conform to save my life. Not interested. Um, so I started nobody greater in 2018 as a coaching business because I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I had no idea what else to do. So prior to that, I was a therapist and I worked with, um, mental health patients, long-term care patients, um, I worked in prisons. I worked in substance abuse treatment centers. And so I started my coaching business because the one thing that I learned is that those people have no one to turn to when they leave those institutions. 
And as a therapist, there's an ethical dilemma because you're not supposed to talk to people once they leave your care within two years. Mm -hmm. And so there was a gap. There was a gap in services here. And I've been one of those people who wasn't necessarily institutionalized, but I've been homeless. I've been a single mom. You know, I've experienced a lot of trauma. Um, I, and, and I needed to be there for people because I knew how they felt on the day that I gave them their discharge papers. And it just didn't sit well with me. And mm-hmm. so in 2018, I started my business and then I started my podcast. And little did I know the podcast actually took off more than the business. But in doing that, I've met so many people around the world. And so I've just been on this journey of just building a foundation for women. And now I'm getting my PhD in industrial organizational psychology with a specialty in leadership development for women. So that's how I got here. Yes. Can we just throw up some snaps? Like, seriously, you are just major you're doing it major all in. <laughs> can we also just add mother of three? Yeah. Like, holy smokes, like doing, doing all this and your mother, like, I, have I know three, I have three vocal people that like <laughs> to tell me what to do and they're homeschooled now. And I thought that I was smart. Now I think I'm crazy. And so, yeah, so we're like on another planet, three kids, homeschooling, PhD business. I actually have three businesses and it's in a husband. Yeah. Can't so forget him. Of it all. <laughs> yeah. I knew there was this other thing, but yeah. <laughs> That was it. That was it. That was it. Well, we just want to, like, like we said, throw up some snaps, claps, all the props your way because you are doing so much and we can't Mm -hmm. wait to get into this conversation because really today we're chatting all about formulas for success as a multi-passionate, which Mm -hmm. is what you are, a multi-passionate unicorn. Yes. You're here for it. Yes. 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 I like the way you say it because- I've never figured out how to say it. Everybody says narrow, 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 you know, adopt a niche. And I'm like, which one? Pick yes. one. Yeah. Oh, we can't, we can't pick. So we pick them all and we call ourselves multi-passionate. I like it. Mm-hmm. I love it. So talk to us a little bit about your area of expertise, which is kind of like this this middle of like leadership and psychology, right? Whether that they're blending and tell us maybe what would you say the top two things multi-passionates need to know about their mindset while they're growing a business and juggling all these multiple roles. Almost, I guess, maybe like what you would tell yourself (laughs) as you're in that position. (laughs) Tell us your (laughs) self-talk. As we are as well. (laughs) I I am my ideal client. So when I'm creating all of my training and development, you know, first off, um, one of the reasons it was so hard for me to identify my niche is because I started as a a coach, but I started conferences in 2019. And the first one was um, a leadership conference on identity. And the problem was, is that my audience didn't know I was talking to them because women don't know that they're leaders. And so for three years, I have ran away from identifying myself as a leadership coach or leadership consultant. So I've been a success system strategist, activation ambassador. Like I call myself all these things because my heart has always been on leadership. I've always been in the church. I've always been, you know, in some type of organization and, and trying to 
find solutions to those, you know, unmet needs and those problems that everybody has that is preventing them from succeeding. And so for me, I would say the top two things that a multi-passionate woman needs to adopt is, first of all, get out of your own way. You know, we tend to overthink everything. I didn't know what to call myself. So I didn't launch my services. I didn't launch Mm. my products. Mm -hmm. I've been kind of hiding behind the scenes, promoting other women, building resource networks and doing all these things just because I didn't know exactly what I had to offer. I know that, you know, I spent 20 years as a case manager and a therapist. So I'm great at taking things and synthesizing it. But when it came to building a business, I didn't exactly know what to do. So I was doing PR. I was, you know, doing all these things and like, oh, I could share with people because I'm a connector. And at one point I called myself that and I was like, that didn't even sound right, but whatever. (laughs) So, you know, get out of your own way. Like we are skilled, we're born to lead. And, you know, I've even had the the talks on my podcast, you know, are, are, are leaders born or are they made? I believe that most of us are born to lead and we lead in different capacities. And what we don't understand is that we're leading in our families. We're leading in our schools. We're leading in our neighborhoods. We're leading in our organizations. We're leading sometimes at the grocery store when people want to get in a fight. We're leading on Black Friday, which I've never been to because I will get in a fight. But there are, you know, we have innate skills and abilities that we tend to to ignore and we have to learn how to transfer those skills. They're transferable skills. Mm-hmm. Being able to first get out of your own way, get out of your head and, and understand that you are gifted. You are gifted in some way, shape or form. And the second thing is get your mind right because your mind is either your greatest tool <laughs> or your biggest barrier, depending upon what it is. And for me, I was assaulted at the age of 14. So I went into law enforcement and criminal justice because I never wanted to be a victim again. So I spent my life trying to get my mind right. And I was doing that by hiding in vulnerable populations, serving people that were going through things so that I could feel better about myself. And nowadays that's called empathy, but I just knew that I knew how they felt, you know, in whatever situation it was. But we have to get our mind right because women lack courage, confidence, and conviction. And those are the three core elements of everything that I do is trying to help women understand their value, their purpose, and their mission. Because it's so easy for us to ignore what we are created to do. We're we're constantly creating these excuses as to why we can't go back to school why we can't have children right now, why we can't do two things, why we got to put everybody else's needs before our own. I mean, that's, that's what we do. But when we learn who we are, why we are that way, and we're able to package all of the lessons learned in those trying times, and we're able to reintroduce it to the world and help others overcome those things faster and, and smarter, then we all win. Yes. Love it. Mic drop. Yes. (laughs) And we can relate so much to, to this story, especially like just starting out and not knowing what to call yourself or what to tell yourself. And sometimes not even sharing your business idea quite yet, or creating that secret second page. Cause you're still not sure. 
Um, but what I, what I really love that you said is also an exercise that Anna Laura and I give all of our clients is to create that badass list of all your skills. And you talk about that. We all have these innate skills, either, either that you're born with or that you have acquired over the course of your life. And to just sweep them under the rug would be doing a disservice to not only you, but mm-hmm. your career, your business. So we always tell our clients, like, write that badass list before you even start, because you need to know what you're bringing to the table. Um, so thank you for bringing that up, because yeah. we want to shout it from the mountaintops listening right now. You have those skills. You have everything you need right now. You like Anika said, you have to learn how to transfer those skills. They are one thousand percent transferable. Yeah, and it continues to grow like the more mm-hmm. the more stuff you go through good bad or ugly like you continue to add to that list because you're continued to to evolve and yeah. and to change and and I, I love you know your second point get your mind right I mean you're a hundred thousand percent correct I love <laughs> that you start with the mindset because so often when it comes to our businesses, we want to start with the strategy and, you know, okay, we'll have this idea. How can I get it in front of more people? But over time, if your mind isn't right, like you're, it, it's not going to be fruitful. It's not going to have that. Exactly. It's not going to have that impact that you want. So courage, confidence, conviction, like those are things we are here for. So thank you so much for that. Absolutely. So you know, you, you touched on this too, as, as women, um, you know, we have, we, we are leaders, whether it is in our own houses, whether it's in our community, whether it's in your business, your work, like even your second, third business, <laughs> whatever it is, how can we be quote unquote, I'm going to, I'm going to put this in air quotes. How can we be successful in all our roles without the burnout? So first off, I identify success as abundance. So women and men differ. And then you have some women who are on the men's side, but a lot of people associate success with money. And I actually, when I first started out, I had, I think I'm allergic to six figure coaches because people that scream out, you know, I'm a six figure coach. I'm a six figure coach. I'm like, but what is the impact that you are, Mm -hmm. you know, giving? And are you fulfilled? Because people think that money creates happiness. But money can create more problems. And we all know some rappers to talk about that. (laughs) So, you know, at the end of the day, first of all, you have to identify what success looks like for you, because success for you can be different than success for somebody else. And Mm -hmm. even in my marriage, success for me is completely different than what it is for my husband. Mm -hmm. And so that's the first thing, because if you're chasing something that isn't going to fulfill you, when you attain it, you're still going to be broken and empty. So the first thing you have to do is identify what success looks like for you. And for me, success is abundance. And when I use the word abundance, I'm talking about like joy, happiness, pain-free. Like I have chronic illness. I have special needs children. So for me, abundance means not lack, the opposite of lack. Like we're not lacking resources. We're not lacking time. We're not lacking energy. We're not lacking, you know, skills and abilities. We're able to do what we want to do, especially when that comes to service. So for many of us, we may have this mission to create this organization, which was mine. I had a mission to create a one-stop shop for women to heal, deal, and grow. 
And it was funny because I always knew that that was my mission. And then I married a Marine and God took me off the earth. I don't consider Hawaii earth. So (laughs) I have been off the planet earth and unable to fulfill that mission. But we have to be adaptable because it doesn't mean I can't do it. It just means it's going to look different. Hmm. And so when we're able to really make sure that we're setting goals and we're identifying what we're searching for, then we can reverse engineer our path to it so that we can be fulfilled and also giving ourselves credit for our achievements. We, we achieve things all the time and we disregard it. We don't give ourselves mm-hmm. credit. We create this list of 200 things that we think that we need to do today. And then when we get 184 done, <laughs> we we feel inadequate. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not how we get to abundance. Abundance for me now is time freedom. When I'm burnt out, I can walk away from this computer and then I calculate. I'm like, oh, wait, four, five, six, seven, eight. I did eight hours. I'm like, that's justified. I'm going to Netflix and chill. Mm-hmm. Like abundance is just being able to have freedom, mm-hmm. freedom to do what you know, freedom to do what you love, freedom to to just explore, to learn, to grow, to heal, whatever. Mm-hmm. But many people don't even know what they're searching for. And they're chasing jobs, they're chasing relationships, they're chasing, you know, children, you know, oh, if I have kids, I'll be happy. I tried that. It didn't work. It just added a whole bunch of chaos. But if you <laughs> if you can identify what will make you happy, then you can create a lifestyle that is conducive to who you are and, and what you're set out to do. That's so beautiful. So beautiful, Anika. And for those of you listening, Anika, she, she is on earth here. We, she is in, she's, she's in Hawaii. So like, let's just clarify for everyone where Anika's podcasting from. So first intergalactic podcast episode. Yeah, she's in Hawaii, but um, no, I, so many things that, that you said in there that really hit home for me was figuring out what success looks like to you because it is going to be different than everyone. Um, and especially if, and I think when I started an Analore, I can probably relate, we got started in the network marketing industry and you have a million and one women telling you what success is and what they Mm -hmm. learned from someone else. And they're not really checking in with you what that truly means. Mm -hmm. And if it's in alignment, it's just, it's, yeah, I, by your face, I can tell that you know what we're talking about. If you I did could, it, yeah, if I yeah, did it. yeah, yeah. So I need to know. I started know. that way too. Yeah, and I, I think it's a it's a beautiful way um, to get into business. We learn so much about ourselves, and um, yeah. we're really good at hearing the word no. Um, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that's a confidence either builder or. Mm. It just leads into the point that you said is you you have to be so firm in your belief of what success means to you, or else you will end up chasing what success means to someone else. And that can lead to burnout, right? It can lead you to quitting. It could lead you to be in a job that you don't want. So, I mean, just know too, everyone that Anika said, like be adaptable, right? And, and know what you're searching for, give yourself credit. There's things you have to try. So you may not figure this out on your first go around, which is okay. You won't figure it out on the first go around. (laughs) If you did call us, come on the podcast. Seriously. 
Um, but it's going to take some time. You're, you're going to do like we were in network marketing and we did some other things after that, that aren't where we are now. So, mm-hmm. you know, just again, thank, thank you for bringing that up because I, I think it's um, a really crucial piece of the puzzle that is often missing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. You know, we have to give ourselves permission to fail, you know, and, and that's something else. Permission mm-hmm. is one of the words I use all the time, you know, give yourself permission. But another word I use all the time is intuition. Mm-hmm. And Recently, I realized that every time I've gone against my intuition, something bad has happened. Mm -hmm. And so in the last month, I have given myself permission to follow my intuition. And it's sad because in the last two weeks, my therapist has has disagreed with me and my husband has disagreed with me. And I haven't made a decision that I knew from the beginning I should have made. And I, I hit a rut where I was like unhappy. I felt trapped. I felt in bondage because my soul told me what I needed to do. And I promised my soul that I would listen and I didn't. And so now I'm waiting for the aftermath, but you know, women are given a gift Mm -hmm. and we have many gifts, but intuition is one that we have that is, it can lead to success faster and it can prevent trauma Mm -hmm. because anytime we get that gut feeling, it is protection. And if we're disobedient to that gut or intuition or whatever you want to call it, um, there's problems. And unfortunately, those problems are what lead us to those lessons learned. But there's a way to do it without those lessons. Mm. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love that. The permission to follow your own intuition and really being in tune to what that is. I think oftentimes though, we might confuse that with, with fear, like maybe some limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. Do you have any, any, uh, advice maybe on how to separate the two? Like what is our intuition? Like keeping us, you know, versus like that little piece, keeping us in our comfort zone. I do have advice on that one. So the difference between intuition and fear, when you have limiting beliefs that you are not qualified, that for some reason you're not capable. You ask someone else. So when I was working on my niche and what I wanted to call myself, I started asking people I respected, what am I good at? And they all gave me different answers. And none of them were the answers that I was looking for. And so it it went to show that I'm more than what I think I am to other people. And so when you're struggling with that intuition or with a dilemma or with fear, first of all, use your own emotional intelligence. Self-awareness is key. And emotional intelligence is is my jam because it's something that we all did naturally, but we didn't call it anything. Mm -hmm. And self-awareness, the older we get, I just turned 40. So like I'm in this midlife, midlife crisis stage, but you know, I've been extremely self-aware. I'm one of those people that laughs at myself before you can laugh at me because I know my issues. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's like, not. I'm like, you can't laugh because that's fine. You know, <laughs> I already got that covered. But like, we know our fears. We know what scares us. And for many of us, success scares us. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, it took me 10 years to get my master's degree because I was sabotaging. You know what you're doing and you know what you're afraid of. And sometimes you're afraid of your own success. And sometimes you're afraid of your own capabilities because your environment is not conducive to your skills. Mm. So if you're not in the right place with the right support, with the right people, and you're not talking to the right people and you don't have a mentor, 
and you don't have a coach and you don't have somebody that's there to boost you up, all you have is people criticizing you, then you're doubting your own intuition and your own self-awareness. And so you have to dump. That's one of the first things I always talk You have to dump. You have to dump the things that are, that are no longer for your good. You know, anything that's not in alignment with where you're trying to go, dump it. I have dumped baby daddies. I have dumped friends, mm-hmm. <laughs> husband. Mm-hmm. I got a bunch of that stuff in my past. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because as soon as I dumped it, my whole life changed, but so did my perception of myself. Mm-hmm. And so now I am too good for certain people. I am too good for certain environments. My time is valuable, but I thought that that was ego if I said those things. And now mm-hmm. I know, no, I give myself permission to say that. So mm-hmm. to your point, when you are challenged with that, that, that inner dilemma where you're like, okay, is this fear? You know, if it's fear, if it's mm-hmm. a spider sitting right there or a lizard, <laughs> I know it's fear. <laughs> if it's, you know, a person, I'm not scared of people, but I, I, I used to work around inmates and I'll take a death row inmate over a lizard, <laughs> but it's, it's a point of communication. But mm-hmm. the point is, you know yourself. So mm-hmm. check yourself. Like mm-hmm. you really know if it's intuition and you know why your in- intuition is telling you something. You know why. Now, if you want to go down that road and justify your own crap, that's on you. You're going to do that, but I'm going to give you a time limit of that justification <laughs> process. I'm going to need you to spend 15 minutes versus 15 days on that pole. <laughs> yes. You know better. So, so you know, Trust yourself. Mm. I love that. I need to just like play that snippet for myself. Like one right? day. This you is your affirmation 15, speaking. You get 15 <laughs> minutes, not 15 days. So. That's right. Time limits for depression. I'm telling you. Oh and my goodness. You, you touched on some really good points though um, about like kind of shedding these things from your past. And also you talked a lot about support. Um, many of our community members are like in that space where, where they're looking to fine tune their message, like solidify their niche, right? They're, they're in that, like figuring it out space. Where would you say like tools from the past? Like how, how does that come into play on that stage of, of. First off, I would say that you can't process that alone. Reflection is great. Yes, you need to reflect. You need to reflect, regroup. I got my R somewhere. Rise above, regroup, reflect. That's daily. So, you know, in the dumping process, you can dump. I mean, this is where journaling comes in, mind mapping. You know, dump anything. Anything, just dump it out on paper, dump it on a person, dump it. Because mm-hmm. one of the things is when you're talking through these things, it start, it's a process and it makes sense. And you're able to categorize things. You're able to really identify why these things are barriers. I'm in that season now where I'm in um, exposure therapy. You know, I married my husband because I did it wrong the first way. And I said, okay, do the opposite of what I want to do. And I married the responsible man, the one that I needed, but I wanted the bad boy back in the day, you Mm -hmm. know? So if you're able to dump and identify and give yourself time, space, and grace to really Mm -hmm. process the things that you've been through what you've learned from it and what you would do differently now. And then you can create those goals towards, you know, what, what you can do with what you went through, how you can reapply it and learn and build from it and on top of it and move forward. Then you're able to do that. 
And I got on a tangent, don't know if I've really answered your question, but you know, using all of that, because the thing that makes us strong is not the fact that we're erasing our past. We're using our past to our benefit. I mean, if I told you the crap I went through, I, I heard myself talking to my therapist and she said to me, she said, you disassociate. And I said, no, I've always been the person that talked out loud. I was that person where everybody was like, why are you telling your business? I didn't know it was making me healthier because I didn't hide it. I didn't mm -hmm. run from it. I've always been the one that wants to talk about the things that need to be talked about. What goes yeah. on in this house doesn't stay in this house because I'm not carrying this burden alone, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And so we have to give ourselves permission to deal, get a therapist, get a mentor, get a coach. Because the one thing about men, when they don't know something, they will go hire somebody to tell them that they don't know. <laughs> now they won't ask for instructions, but they will ask for help because they don't want to look foolish. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. they will, especially, they will invest in their dreams before we will. You, mm -hmm. you get a man on the phone and you're selling something and they need it to get to the next step. Oh, how much is it? Okay, here you go. Here's my credit card. Us. We got to get all emotional about it and say, um, I'm not sure if that's exactly what I'm looking for. I mean, I know that if I put that puzzle piece right here, then I got a whole masterpiece and then I can put the, you know, glaze on it and hang it up on my wall. But I'm not sure if I'm ready for that right now because it's going to solve my problem. And I just want to wallow in my misery for a little bit longer. Oh, oh my goodness. It's, it's true though. It's true. Yeah. Yes. How many? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of right my now. own time. Yeah. yeah I know. <laughs> raise your hand <laughs> calling ourselves out i'm just saying yeah I'm i mean saying. we've all been there we've, we we yeah. 1000 percent have all been there mm -hmm. but I, I love what you said about giving yourself the time space and grace to process those lessons learned i mean y'all know like if you've been around the podcast for a minute alex and i are huge on lessons learned we have mm -hmm a lessons learned doc just for she shines, um, where like we'll host an event and then we'll recap like what crap happened and what we don't want to do again, what needs to change next time. Mm -hmm. And that's really how you get better and applying that, not just to your business, but literally to, to everything life. in your life. Like all the, mm -hmm. we've all been through some crap y'all like you, you listening, we know girl, you've been through something and giving yourself that time, space and grace. I just, I love that so much to, to really examine like, okay, what did I just go through? Like what even just happened? Mm -hmm. Hold on. Let's take a knee here, breathe process, and then move forward and see how you can, how you can do things different, how you can learn from it, how you can use that to help someone else down the road. Um, and creating those goals, like you said, based around what you just went through. Um, that's just a, a beautiful process. So I just really appreciate you sharing that. I'm full of it, literally. I'm full of it. <laughs> but the, another thing you said, the lessons learned, a lesson will reintroduce itself in your life until you, you learn from it. Yeah. And I always say Groundhog Day. I, I was homeless three times and I kept saying, why three times? You know, and it was because I didn't get the lesson the first time. You know, and if you're not getting the lesson, that problem is going to have a different face. It's going to have a different geographical mm -hmm. location. It's going to keep reintroducing itself until you apply what you need to apply to it. And, and you, you heal, deal, and grow from it, you know? And so that's the thing about lessons. <laughs> they could even be like multiplicity <laughs> where they're going to multiply and each version is a little bit mm, jacked up <laughs> or 
it's going to be like Groundhog Day and you're going to have to keep redoing it and redoing it. And that's for us in relationships mostly, but also in business. You know, if we have that nightmare client and we're just in this phase of des desperation and don't really understand what we're offering to who, and we're just shouting from the rooftop to everybody, you know, then when we get that, that energy back that we didn't want, that's because we're not being specific. So, you know, yeah, those lessons burn. Love it. Love it. So before we let you go, uh, we have one more question for you. And we just love this year when your pitch deck came through, you talked about conquering the world with these tools from your past, the promise of your future and the support of your village. And you know, at She Shines, we are huge, huge fans of having a community with you on your journey. Um, so tell us how important do you think community is and the support of your village when you are building your own business? So I believe that a village is everything. So I've, you know, I've been working on this global network for three years and I didn't, re I didn't introduce it because I wanted it to be perfect. And then I realized it doesn't matter when women get mm -hmm. together, it's exactly what you need it to be. The mm -hmm. one thing that I learned growing up with a single mom is that she raised me in a village. I, I saw women, you know, my mom went back to school twice while I was a child. She went to get her master's and she went to get her PhD. And that's probably why I keep going back to school. But, um, you know, now I'm getting my terminal degree, terminal telling myself not doing another one. Um, but, you know, I watched her with women. She had one friend that would come over and do everybody's nails when she was in cosmetology school. I remember my mom doing beauty control. You know, she was hustling, trying to get my through school. My mom did too, yeah. Yeah, you know, and I look back now and I was like, cause she was like, I sold popper. And I'm like, what? That's the thing. Um, but you know, she, she did what she had to do, but I remember we had different professional women. One was in nursing school. Um, one was doing stuff. And then when we moved to Florida, then she had different women around her, depending upon what stage and phase of life she was in and what season. And then when she got her PhD, just watching her, like she was a convocation speaker at Spelman and like watching her throughout my life, she always had women and people around her. And the one thing I noticed was that she had some that were following her. She had some that were leading her and she had peers right alongside her. Mm -hmm. And I tell everybody that's extremely important because you have a lot of people who try to get through life on their own and you can't get be successful on your own. I'm sorry, I don't care who you are. Mm -hmm. And for me as a single mom, I was a single mom for 10 years. My village, you know, I had friends, but a lot of us were single moms too. So we can only give each other basically time and attention. We didn't really have much to give each other financially or energy wise, but, you know, we had church and then I was a, a life group leader of the single moms ministry, you know, and I've always been one that connected because I never had a lot of family around. We didn't, we moved a lot. So our family was up in DC and New York. And so I've always created a village anywhere I go. And unfortunately, being in Hawaii, my children are my village now. I do have a village of 300 women that I've interviewed over the years. And I know that if I call any single one of them, matter of fact, they inbox me like, I'm sending you some oils for your daughter. I'm this. And these are people I've never met in my life. You know, we talk on, on the, the computer, but, you know, these are women that, you know, they don't even know how tall I am. You know, because we're looking at each other from here. When I had my conference last year, I, one of the women walked up to me, my, my co-host walked up to me and I was like, oh my God, you're short. Never, <laughs> in three years, I had never seen her in person. Mm -hmm. um, but you cannot do this alone. You cannot combat life alone. You cannot combat business alone. You cannot combat 
your health challenges, your family struggles. You're not meant to do this alone. We come into this world through other people, literally. And so, you know, your village, first of all, it needs to look like where you're going and not so much where you've been. And, and I want to be clear on that because I was in a lot of fibromyalgia groups. I was in a lot of, you know, single mom groups, a lot of military spouse groups. But the one thing I noticed is that those, some of those groups, those people are staying where they're at. Mm -hmm. And I needed to be in a group of people that are where I want to be. So make sure that you're creating a village that is remnant of a remnant of who you were, who you want to be, but also have your external resources and your internal resources. And what I mean by that is you have a group of people and then you have an inner circle. Hmm. So you have that mentor, that therapist, that, that, that leader, that one-on-one -on -one inspiration that's there to really help you along the way and your village is everything so and you are only as strong as the five closest people to you mm -hmm. oh we we couldn't agree more honestly with everything you just said uh, mm -hmm. just that visual of of your mom like you said she had people following her people guiding her and, and then peers to, to relate. And then just, you know, seeing, seeing the village, it just, I don't know, just really, a really, I don't know, hit home seeing like my own village, like, and what, what it's going to look like, what it has looked like and just how it continues to evolve as, mm -hmm. as you evolve. And um, no, I just, I absolutely love that. You're so right that your community, your tribe, your support, your village, like that is everything. Cause I, I always say like, if God had, you know, wanted us to do life alone, like there would only be one of us. Like exactly. <laughs> there are way too many of us on the planet and for look, us to do when, anything alone. <laughs> when it gets too crowded, he, he handles business. And we, <laughs> we have nothing to do with it. Cause he, he does what he needs us to do. And mm -hmm. And just like sending me on another planet. I don't know why we have to have a conversation about that. He never lets me know the plan. I just have to go alongside it. Absolutely. But in the meantime, you have that village to, to support you along the way. And just thank you so much for taking the time out to come. We're so excited you are in our village. We're excited mm -hmm. to be in your village and you listening. We hope that you can connect with Anika and and get to know her some more. I mean, this woman is an open book and I, I know she's here for you, you listening. So Anika, can you please tell us where we can find you, where we can connect with you? Absolutely. So you guys can check me out on my podcast, Your Voice, Your Power with Anika. And my conference is influaction.com. And we're coming to Houston in January. And you can always find me at anikawilson.com. And Infinite Women's Network is my global network for leading women. Amazing. We've linked all that in the show notes for you. Anika, again, thank you so thank much you. For, for hopping on here and sharing such amazing insight onto so many different things we touched on. We touched on burnout. We talked about, oh my goodness, intuition, intuition and fear, yeah. building your village, like just everything. Um, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It has been a total pleasure.
Uh, thank you everyone for listening. And until the next time, keep shining. Thank you so much for joining us on the She Shines podcast. Before you go, be sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode. Plus, we would love to hear what you enjoyed most. So share a takeaway and be sure to tag us at SheXShines. And lastly, please take a sec to leave a thoughtful review or pass this episode on to someone you feel could use it. Until next time, keep shining. Cheers, girlfriend.